Welcome into another five minutes with Sean, maybe 10. And don't forget about the kitty Zen. He's always on target, on time. So look, uh, back in the saddle by myself. Uh, I'm interested to really get this off my chest. So I hope you guys enjoy. Basically what I want to talk about is, oh, kitty, down with the death stuff, man. That's what happens. Um, look, here we are. We're 30 days basically into uh, a quarantine type life, right? And, and, and here's what I've been noticing a lot of. And I, I'm going to start at the top of a list and we'll, we'll kind of work our way through it. Hopefully it all makes sense. First of all, when it comes to leadership in this country, whether it's governmental or business, uh, it has been tested and has, uh, I don't know, I don't think it's fared that well. Um, I think there's been definitely failures in governments across the, across the country. I think that leaderships in businesses have also failed some of their employees. I think people are already trying to figure out how they can make money off of this whole thing. So I think there are issues that exist that is not what my show is for, but is something I've certainly noticed. We are impacted in the car business by government decisions big time. Um, you've seen that across the country and the variances from state to state. And then within states, there are counties that have problems and can do their own thing. You know, that's what I hope starts to come out of this stuff. People talk about what are we going to get next? What I hope you get next is the idea that there needs to be uniformity when this happens again. You can no longer say to yourself, that's never going to happen here. You could say you're probably never going to be struck down by a star falling out of the sky because that's never happened. But this has now happened. So the preparation has to be forward thinking, which means mainstream streamlining to get decisions made, making them potentially maybe not state by state, but county by county. Maybe that does make sense, but there has to be an overarching decision made at a state level that everyone can agree to, especially for our business. It's, it's crazy to think that you could wake up one morning and have no idea if half of your business is essential, even if you can do things at a distance, as a lot of people have learned. Keeping with the idea of at a distance, obviously everyone's been talking about digital retail. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a lead generator. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to leave it at that. Because what, what's happening is people are confusing the idea of remote sales, touchless sales, easy transactions with the idea of having it done strictly online. And that's DR's fault. That DR positioned itself that way when it got here. It's made its bed. Now it has to lay in it. That's the way it is. So DR is a lead tool you can put on your website that will help people navigate themselves, themselves through the process of buying a car online. But the vast majority of people still want a dealership experience, whether that's just you handing keys, them handing keys, and being on your lot and not at their house, that still proves out, especially in the new car world. I've gone over the data. I've seen, sure, we've seen an increase in leads for DR. Great. You're not seeing any more completed transactions than you were previously by percentage. So I don't want to get out ahead of ourselves. It's a lead generating tool. The idea of selling cars remotely is a philosophy and the, again, the overarching part of digital retail. It's about being able to adjust and say to yourself, can I appraise a trade? Can I do credit? Can I get someone through the finance department? Can I do all of that without them being in my dealership? And as I've said on this show before, and I've said pretty much anywhere I can for the last 10 years, we were doing this in 2004 at the group I worked at. Like it was no big deal because the dude I worked for, the dude I worked for didn't have preconceived notions about what we could or could not do in the car business. Dude didn't really, he was in the car business, but it was, again, he didn't, he didn't have to be a car guy necessarily, right? I mean, so-and-so is a farmer, if you want to put it lightly. So he says, 
Go do what you want to do. We do it, and it changes the game for our area, for our customers, for our dealerships over a period of time to which now they've grown to be a much larger group. But my point is, is that it's about remote sales. It's about being able to make things easy and convenient. Even when customers weren't having cars delivered to their homes, which mainly came in our region, I was in Colorado, came in mountain customers. It's just a matter of convenience. They preferred that. But people who lived in the area, we started hyping up sort of that Domino's theory where you're like, look, in and out of our finance department, 30 minutes, you know, get your car, blah, blah, blah. Or we talk about it, you know, over an hour period. People really latched onto that. They really love the concept. So again, I sit back, I tell you that there, none of this is going to last forever, good or bad. Whether it's a new tool, whether it's a new process, it's not going to last forever. It's going to have to evolve. It's going to have to change for some reason. And I think what will be born out of a lot of this, at least it's my hope, is, is that innovation will come. Now, please remember that we do not confuse innovation with technology. It's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the innovation, the idea of changing something that has existed for a while and making it different. The NFL did it with the draft. Um, baseball's potentially talking about doing it with what they're doing. I'm stoked about that. I mean, a huge, huge baseball fan talking about getting in a season, compressing it, doing all these cool things that I've always thought would be fun, never had a reason to see it. Now we have a reason to see it. If you're finding that your dealership is operating better with less time and people in the dealership, learn from that and innovate your hours. Yes, did you believe that? You can just innovate your hours. will be a, a wonderful innovation for most people that work in your dealerships. Realize that you don't need 12 hours to sell 25 cars. You don't need 200 salespeople to sell 200 cars. You can do things far more streamlined and have a greater appreciation and buy-in from the people who are there. That's what I'm hoping, hoping, hoping comes out of this. And it really that really dovetails into the, the kind of final part of this for me is, first of all, if you're in the car business and watching this, dude, we work in the best effing business in the world. Because when I'm talking about leadership, uh, for the most part, I ain't talking about car dealerships, man, because most people came together and, and lifted each other up. And they were helping in states. They were helping on social media. They were helping other people across the country get ideas out there, know how to handle it. So bravo to the industry. Thank you so much. And on just a smaller, smaller scale than that for us personally, CarBiz clients are the best fucking clients in the world. These people have stood by us. Now, granted, we, our work has picked up. We've done more than we've ever done before. But no one ever, 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 ever called me about canceling what it is that I do for a business. That never happened. And to me, that is extremely, extremely important. Now, I think that it speaks to what we do, but more importantly, it speaks to the value of having partners and not vendors. So our dealer partners, we appreciate you. And on, again, on a grander scale, the CarBiz folks, we appreciate all of you. So thank you guys so much. Remember, this will pass. Stay positive, keep smiling, and join us next week when I'm going to get uh, a little bit more granular on the idea of the Great Reset. Have a great week.